to Constant Smiles. Hey everyone, welcome to Constant Smiles. The best way to get to know each other in this podcast is definitely going to be for us to get to know one another. So uh, this is, as you know, Dr. Rich Constantine, and my name is Elijah Desmond. I'm your co-host and your host, Rich Constantine. Uh, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to get to know each other and kind of get set some ground rules uh, for the podcast. So something that you need to know is, is we're going to get to know each other first, and then we're going to get to know our guests first thing by asking them two questions. So what is their favorite old school song? It is brings back the memories of all time. And then what is the song that they're, they're bumping to in their, their song in their car right now? But I'm going to give you a little bit of disclaimer as well. We may randomly bust up laughing and crack jokes during this podcast. So I just want you to be aware this is going to be a, a really fun a video podcast as well. And for those of you uh, who are listening in, just know that we have a YouTube channel that you can subscribe to. And we have videos of these songs that we're going to be actually playing. So when we say a song, uh, just know that you're actually going to be able to see the song if you're watching uh, this on YouTube right now. But you should be having FOMO if you're watching this through audio because you don't get to see me and Rich cracking up laughing and watching the videos. But just to let you guys know, that's what's going on in the back end. But let's go ahead. You ready to jump into it, Rich? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so what's the old school song that's your favorite? And when you just turn it on, it takes you to that that happy place in your life. What is your favorite song? I knew I knew you were going to ask me this, so I had to think about it long and hard. And I came up with "Mama Said Knock You Out" by LL Cool J. So, Rich, what what made you pick that song? That was right around the time when I just I just started lifting weights, and uh, that video was kind of like a, a hardcore rap song and. I was just getting into listening to rap and, uh, you know, LL was one of those, those rappers, man. He was built, he had great rhymes. And, uh, I just remember being around the time when, you know, junior high and the girls are starting to notice if you lift weights and whatnot. And I just remember putting that song on and doing sit-ups and doing curls and everything. Um, and that's, that's, that's why that one really, really takes me back. I still like hearing that song to this day. All right. So what's the new song that you have rocking in your car today? The one that's on repeat. All right. So I listen to more old school than new school stuff, but I usually go for songs that have a good beat. So the song that I picked for that is A Piece of My Heart uh, by Medusa. All right. And so what makes you pick this song? Just the beat, really. Um, you know, I always turn to old school songs, mainly in the car, but... You know, every now and then I'll, I'll put on some good dance music and uh, that one just that one just gave me the feels, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nice. Nice. So so tell me a little bit about where you're from, Rich. I'm from a town called Uniontown, uh, Pennsylvania. It's about an hour south of Pittsburgh. Um, it's uh, it was primarily a, a coal mining town back in the day. Um, a lot of great people, a lot of hardworking people. Um, great place to grow up. That's awesome. And, and uh, <laughs> Rich is going to kick me under the table if we were beside each other right now. But I want everybody to know really early on in this podcast that Rich has got a shirt on right now. <laughs> and he went to this college called 
Ohio University. Uh, it's like the fake the Ohio State University. <laughs> we don't need to fake, man. We also don't need to put the in front of our name. <laughs> so I think on the next on the next episode, I might rock the Ohio State. Be <laughs> sure. And, you know they had to get a they had to create a state school so everybody could get in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right, all right. You got the first joke. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, tell me about your, your family and your up, upbringing. Uh, what were you into as a kid? I was into a lot of stuff, but primarily uh, sports. Um, my mom was a, a high school English and psychology teacher. And my dad was a high school administrator. Uh, and they always stressed the importance of uh, your schoolwork first. Uh, so if the, the grades weren't up, you didn't get to play sports. And another rule in my house, uh, I think it was my mom's rule, uh, but she'll say it was both hers and my dad's rule. But um, if I wanted to keep up with the sports, I had to... to um, be taking music lessons as well. So I uh, started off with the, the piano, and then after several years of that, they let me uh, graduate to uh, a drum set. Uh, and to this day, I still have a, a synthesizer I like to, to play around with and um, still love music. Uh, it's always been a part of my life. Uh, but growing up, sports primarily, if, if, if there was a, you know, guys playing outside across the street or anything I could get involved with at school, or after school, uh, count me in. So you know I'm going to have to ask this. And you got to be honest. Don't be leaving out any instruments, man. Okay. What are all the instruments that you play? Piano was first, and then drums. And then for like a brief stint, I kind of wanted to play the saxophone. <laughs> I wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I was just making sure. Just <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't give you what you wanted to hear there, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, so, so with no one in your family that was in dentistry, what made you go that direction? What made you choose dentistry? Um, when I was a kid, my teeth weren't that great uh, from being sick as a child, and um, I had to go to the dentist a lot. And um, my dentist that I saw was a friend of my dad's. Um, and he was a uh, college athlete. He played um, offensive line at, at University of, uh, of Pitt, uh, you know, Pittsburgh. And uh, he was just someone that I thought was a cool guy because we always talked sports when I went in there. Um, and it was just cool to see somebody that, you know, kept up with their studies like I was supposed to be, um, that had a su successful college football career. And then when it was time for me to have my braces, there's another friend of my father's and my mom's. Uh, and he was actually an All-American um, basketball player at Ohio State. So the combination of those two guys and the conversations I got to see with them and how they treated me and me being able to see what they, what they were able to do for people uh, really interested me in taking that on as a, a profession. All right. And I noticed you said in there that you know, when you were growing up, you were a little bit sick as a kid. Do you want to go in on that? Tell me a little bit more. Just, yeah, nothing, nothing crazy. Just like, um, you know, had croup cough, high fevers. Um, my, my teeth didn't develop that well at first. So just uh, required constant attention. Okay. What schools did you go to and how did you choose those schools? 
Uh, so for undergrad, um, I attended uh, Ohio University, uh, <laughs> the Bobcats, not the Buckeyes. Um, but I chose them because uh, they offered me a, a full football scholarship. So I really had a, a great experience there. Uh, met my wife, Trish, there. So um, couldn't be more thankful for that. And then after that, <clears throat> I uh, attended West Virginia University for dental school. And uh, it just seemed like the right choice. It was uh, closer to home where I grew up. It was only about a half hour uh, from where I grew up. So with my wife and I being newlyweds, it was nice to have uh, family around also. Uh, and I grew up, um, Mountaineers were, were one of the teams that I cheered for. So it was cool to be able to attend there. So your life until your mid-20s was in the North. How did you end up in South Carolina? Followed the weather, man. Uh, <laughs> Chris and I, uh, we decided when we, we got married that we wanted to, uh, you know, start our professional careers in, in a new place. And um, that dentist that I mentioned earlier, he, uh, you know, he said, you're going to be a lot more happy uh, in life if uh, before you set up your practice, you pick a place where you think you and your wife would like to live. Because once you set up that practice, it's, it's kind of hard to, to leave and, and set up shop somewhere else. So we would use the breaks that we have from school to travel to different uh, towns in the South and um, didn't want to be too far of a drive for, for our friends and our family. Uh, but we also wanted to be someplace where the sun shined a lot, but you still had your four seasons. So at all the places we visited, uh, we had the, the best experience uh, in Greenville, South Carolina, and uh, we never looked back. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you were an associate for several years before opening up your own practice. Uh, why did you wait and how has practice ownership been? Practice ownership has been, been wonderful. Um, I could say that I wish I had gone off on my own earlier, but I think my experience in offices where I worked um, were invaluable. I learned so much. Uh, from uh, not only the people that I worked for, but for the teams I got to work around, as well as the patients I got to treat. And coming from a family where um, no one was a dentist, um, opening a practice seemed like this daunting task. There was just so much that went into it. Um, you know, a lot of, of you know high dollar loans that were required to 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 open up and. That that was just those were just numbers you weren't used to talking about at the at the kitchen table um, with your parents in, in education like that. So um, a lot of that played into it. A lot of paralysis by analysis, I guess. Um, but it was well worth the wait, and I I um, am thankful every day that I have this opportunity. So what all goes into owning your own practice and managing a team, and what do you do in your free time to unwind? What are your hobbies? Well, there's, there's a lot that goes in uh, too much for a, a small discussion like this uh, as far as running a practice goes. But um, you, you got to wear a lot of different hats because not only are you a, a leader and a boss, but you're also a clinician and you're also a business owner. Uh, and at the end of the day, all those things kind of have to gel. But in order to be the best at all of them, you have to know when to take one half off, hat off and, and put the other one on. So. Um, a lot goes into that. So outside the office, what it requires is um, some hobbies. Uh, I really, really enjoy uh, working out and I still enjoy sports. 
uh, spending time with my my wife and with my uh, one year old Rhodesian Ridgeback Vito. Um, uh, but just just learning how to to disconnect from the office, although it's it's very very important to me, and finding some enjoyable things to do in my free time. It's uh, it's important to have. Uh, I wouldn't say balance because balance is is hard to achieve. But it's important that you you find ways to shift your focus so that you can um, enjoy the moment. Awesome. So, <clears throat> so before I say state this next this next um, this next question to Rich, I think everybody should know. Whenever I first met Rich, um, you know, him and I were, were we have a lot lot in common. I'm like, man, I think we should do this. I think you could do this. I think I could help you a lot here. This and that. And I said, there's one way that you could help me. <clears throat> hey, what was that, Rich? What was the one way that you could help me? You remember? Uh, you don't? Help you? Yeah, I so said, there's one thing you could do for me. What was the one thing? I don't know, man. What was the one thing? I, hope you I said, you can hold me accountable. Oh, hold you accountable. You're like, man, I want to get back in shape. I just need somebody to, to keep me accountable and, and ride me so that I don't slip up. Exactly. So when I when I first met Rich, I was walking around looking like Boo Boo the Fool, right? <laughs> Nobody knows what Boo Boo the Fool looks like. <laughs> you can look at me, <laughs> look at my pictures in May. Basically, I let myself go. And, you know, I had been in great shape uh, before, but I had let myself go by the time I met, met um, Rich. And so um, it, it's crazy now I weigh... Um, 260 pounds, right? So I've lost almost almost 50 pounds since I met Rich. So, um, which is awesome. So when I'm I'm asking you this question. It's crazy in four months how far that you know we've came in, in in our friendship. And so I know this the answer to this question. You know, you look like you take care of yourself, but what are the things that you do ideally um, to keep to keep it to stay healthy? Uh, I would say. Most of that is is the the foods that I eat. Um, a lot of the reading that I do are, are um, health and lifestyle focused. Uh, I enjoy you know reading things about you know how the body responds to to different foods, and I've uh, experimented a lot with different foods and, and kind of has found uh, what works for me, what you know gives me the most energy and helps me feeling um, best. Um, it, it took me a while to realize that if, if you eat like crap, you feel like crap and you act like crap when, when you put all that stuff in your body. And it's just, um, it's, it's a practice, it's a daily practice that you have to do to, to get used to, uh, enjoying those types uh, of foods. Uh, in combination with that, um, I always, you know, growing up being heavily involved with sports and all through college, I've learned how to, to balance my time. So even on the busy days, I, I make sure I try to, um, to get to the gym or just do something outside, whether it be a, a quick jog or going to a, you know, church parking lot or a, a field near my house and playing with the dog, uh, just to get outside and enjoy, enjoy some fresh air. So do you think that that type of routine is beneficial to most people? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, um, beneficial for long-term success in, in anything. I think you really gotta, um, dial in your own health. Uh, so that you can uh, give the most to, to other people. Um, and if 
if you don't feel that yourself's worth taking care of, it's, it's, it's hard to give your all to others. It's crazy. What if I would have been sitting here in this, this, this video podcast if we started 50 pounds heavier <laughs> and we're doing a podcast on health and lifestyle and music. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, uh, we could get had some different type guests on, I guess. I, I don't know. It could have taken, it could have taken a different turn. <laughs> hey, this is one of the first episodes, though. Hopefully, we don't, we're not in episode 50 and I, uh, you know, we, we both blew back up, you know? <laughs> well, episode 50, I'm planning on being about, about uh, 50 pounds less, but I'm being in the best shape of my life by then. But, yeah. Anyway. I said back then, yeah, forget about it. Man, this this tastes good. This burger's good. <laughs> oh, boy. So so you, you became pretty well-known rather quickly from your video that you posted about a year ago. But what continues to surprise me is how relevant that you've been able to stay and how many good things that I've seen come from it. Tell me a little bit about that experience um, before we get into some of those good things. Yeah, so uh, a little over a year ago, um, you know, (laughs) we posted a video that that went viral and uh, it was not, I I don't think you can plan on posting a viral video, but the crazy thing was all of it was pretty much by accident. Um, There was a song out called In My Feelings by Drake and the girls in the office kept trying me to do this In My Feelings challenge and I kept saying no because I didn't want to dance in front of them. So when they went to lunch one day, I just set my camera up in the office and I, I did the, the dance in my hallway and sent it to them as a joke while they were at lunch. And before I knew it, they had posted it on uh, Facebook and on a couple of different social media platforms. And uh, that night, <laughs> the guy uh, that was doing my marketing for me at that time, he texted me and said, hey, man, if you need any uh, guidance in all of this, you know, let me know. And I thought he was just messing around. Next morning I got up and there was like a million views on Facebook. And uh, he texted me again. He says, Hey, Hey, Hey man, we, we really need to, uh, to make the most out of this. So um, the marketing group I was working with at the time, they really uh, guided me in, in helping me to um, continue to um, put out good content um, but Trish and I also saw the opportunity to um, do something that we had already always wanted to do. I just moved it up in the timeline with the amount of exposure that we um, we had, and that was to start our foundation. Wow. You know, I, I feel like I, I, now is the time, you know, we want to keep these, we want to keep these, um, these podcasts um, about 30 minutes. You know, everybody, people are driving you know oftentimes you don't have an hour to give your podcast you want to keep these about 30 minutes but we have about 10 more minutes i want to go back to the foundation if that's okay um if we could talk about i know i have one more question about what do you enjoy most about your profession um so i don't know if you want to answer that first or i can talk a little bit more about smile on cancer um about the, the foundation you started. So I think that that is super important. A lot of people need to know it. It's also going to be a big part of the show as we film the stuff you're doing. Which question do you want to go with first? Uh, we, let's talk about the foundation. So yeah. um, the foundation is called Smile on Cancer. Um, the reason why it was important to us uh, to start this 
was um, within the first year of moving down to South Carolina, Trish lost her mom to ovarian cancer. And I lost my dad to uh, a rare form of Burkitt's cell lymphoma. And we saw, um, we saw the care that our, our parents received throughout that, that journey and what, what brought smiles to them. And it was the smiles and the laughs that were the biggest part of the healing uh, for the family as well as our parents. And we wanted to um, create a way to where we could you know, bring smiles to that journey that the patients and families are going through when they're, they're battling the, the disease. And so what we've done thus far is, is the money that we've raised, we've, we've donated to um, other uh, organizations and sponsored different events. Um, we have also uh, created care packages for uh, some of the patients at the, the local hospitals who are um, undergoing treatment right now. Um, we have we have big plans for the foundation, so we hope to be able to do a lot and create awareness. Um, and we look forward to that you know, for many years to come. Awesome. So, you know, I've been working with Trish, your amazing wife, and we've been, you know, passing ideas and, and, and going back and forth with the, the future of, of Smile on, on Cancer. And I think it's going to be really cool to... Um, you know, play some, some, some clips or some video footage of the stuff that's actually happening, the lives that you guys are, are changing um, while they're still on Earth, to play the clips, maybe like in these videos that we're doing in the podcast, you know, play little short trailers of the, all the lives that, that you guys are really making an impact on uh, prior to them, them, them passing away. And uh, I think it's pretty cool to set the precedent of what's to come and why people should actually be subscribing uh, to the YouTube channel so they can see the things um, visually uh, as well. Because uh, it's one thing to hear, it's another thing to, to actually see the things that, that, that are happening. And so do you, do you mind, and it's okay if not, um, but do you mind if, if we can kind of put a big picture about the, the, the game? Um, can, I, can I explain it or do you want to? Uh, you can. I just want to just want to add that you know it's not it's not just for for terminally ill patients, and it's not just for adults, and it's not just for children. We want to be able to to help anybody anybody that we can. But yeah, I'll let you uh, let you spread the word on the the big picture here that we're trying to do. Cool. So everybody um, everybody has a a big cause, and um, you know something that they can get really really excited about, and so. Basically, they knew, or Rich, Rich and Trish knew that they're doing something that was huge and you know, larger than life, but needed to have something even like bigger, something more fun, something they could really grasp. And what was decided was is that they were going to basically um, give three wishes to uh, cancer patients, right? Um, or they were going to allow the cancer patients to have three wishes. So it would be to go to a destination of their dreams. That would be one wish or to have an experience of their dreams or to meet a celebrity. And, and so then Rich and Trish would pick one of those three things, um, which would essentially make somebody's dreams come true. And Rich is like, by the way, this isn't going to be only for people who are about to die. So he said, he said, the president, not only kids, not only people that are about to die, but basically cancer patients are very serious. And so they're basically giving them something that they never would have been able to get 
and all of this will be put onto video, right? Um, you know, for example, them meeting a celebrity. So imagine, uh, uh, say, a kid is 13 years old and uh, diagnosed with cancer and going through chemo, has no hair, uh, being able to sit up front row at a, um, a Drake concert and being able to go backstage and, and meet, meet Drake and, and, and in person and think about how amazing that could be, right? And getting that all on video or going on a, uh, over to Europe on a, a, a trip of a, a lifetime and getting, capturing those moments and allowing them to, to live that ultimate destination. So that's something that I know Rich is super excited about, Trish is excited about. And I also think it's really cool to capture all of that on video, to have a videographer getting that and kind of show a trailer of that life-changing um, that life-changing blessing that Smile on Cancer is able to give. And so I'm so excited to, to share that and be a part of it and uh, to, to, to share the journey with all the, all the viewers. So make sure that you, go, you guys go and subscribe uh, to that YouTube channel. And, and Rich, I'm proud of you too for having such a big heart and, and Trish uh, for making that come to life and really taking all of that momentum that you have um, you know, from one amazingness video and turning it around into something as great as that. Yeah, we really, really enjoy helping people. And it's been mainly to create memories for them other than the memories of, of what they're going through. Just to know that there's, there's uh, you know, oftentimes light at the end of the tunnel and that there's, there's always happy moments uh, that you can look to during those darker ones. That's awesome. Cool. So let's, let's, let's end this on a positive note. Yeah. <laughs> what do you enjoy the most? about your profession or does your life in general right now? What do you enjoy the most about life as it is, whether it's in dentistry or it's life in general, what do you enjoy the most? Uh, well, I think it's, it goes back to the, one of the main reasons why I wanted to become a dentist. Um, I saw early on that a smile could bring so much joy to other people uh, and lift the spirits of other people. Um, and as many times in my life that I've tried to be, a hard ass. Uh, I know that being, being a nice guy and, and smiling uh, um, goes a, a lot further than, than being mean and nasty. And um, when I see patients that, um, you know, they, they, they hold back on their joy because they're embarrassed about their teeth or, or sharing their smile, and I'm able to help uh, create the smile that they've wanted because I can give them, uh, you know, a way to, to share that with others and bring out their, their inner happiness and, and show that through a smile. It's just an amazing feeling, um, to, to see, to see somebody be able to, to be transformed like that. And I get joy out of, of the work, uh, the planning of the work. Um, but nothing, uh, hits home. Um, when you hear those, those words, uh, thank you, uh, from the patient. Awesome. Awesome. So that, that, that concludes our, la our, our first episode of constant smiles. I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, I sure enjoyed uh, interviewing you, Rich. There's a lot of things that I didn't know, um, that, that I know now. So I think we have episode two coming up and, uh, super excited for that one. Uh, Rich, I don't know. What, what do you got to say? I don't know, man. Are you ready for the, the questions? Because um, I might bring some tough ones. 
I'm, I'm ready. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Constant Smiles. 